0: Today's episode is in the line of fire. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the acetone, super high charged, magnificently wired, living in the moment, tougher than secrets, Mr. Justin Waddell. How's
1: it going, sir? Man, it's, it's going okay. I gotta say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the day, or, I'm gonna give it okay. How about yourself? How's it going with you? It's fine. <laughs> What's better, fine or okay? Is it the same? I think
0: fine is worse. Because it, when somebody says fine, it's usually, it's like if a woman says, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. It's time to start packing, right?
1: What if she okay. says, or he says, I'm um, okay?
0: Yeah, it's not as bad. Now, if you're dating Joseph or Rafe, it's okay if they say that. The Fines brothers.
1: Have, have they acted a lot together? Or they haven't, right? Like, they haven't... No.
0: I don't think Joseph wants people to see him get blown the fuck off the screen.
1: <laughs> the star of The Handmaid's Tale. Are you kidding? He got more uh, TV time than his brother, at least. Joseph... Who would you
0: rather be? I mean, come
1: on. Who would I rather be? I I mean, Rafe's had quite the career, right? There's and not
0: a thing Joseph has that Rafe could ever want for.
1: Joseph's got the easier name, that's for sure. I mean, he, he, he uh, plussed up Ralph, old Rafe, you know? Do you think he, that came later in life, or was he always Rafe?
0: It's always Rafe, and as a matter of
1: fact, a huge misunderstanding at Disney, the movie's called Wreck-It Rafe, and they fucked it up. Oh my god, I didn't know this. You know, my grandfather, one of my grandfathers was named Ralph. My other grandfather's named Bobby, and his middle name, zoom in, was Cornelius. Nice. It's a good one to have, right? Didn't pass that name down. Robert, though, have any antiquated names in your, in your line?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're all a bunch of shit. We got a bunch of dog fuck out there. My grandmother's name was Viola. My great-grandmother's name was Assunta.
1: Assunta? I haven't right. heard of it. I haven't Italian. heard
0: it. I think it means, I, I bow to you, take take me in the night, and ravage my sickly body until there's
1: nothing left. Is that what it means? You and I both it's, have Italian backgrounds. You know, right? Like, my mom's uh, maiden name was Fiorelli.
0: That's Italian, yeah. yeah I you, know some people with that, with that name, actually. You do, huh? Yeah.
1: You know, we're, like, great friends. We're, like... Do this stuff on you know, the podcast all the time. Maybe our ancestors crossed paths back in the day. You know, oh, like
0: there was a lot of wet work going on back there. People were standing in each other. Maybe there was just you like
1: know, hundred like hundreds of years ago our ancestors, like it was just the different versions of you and I that we were hanging out. You I know mean zoom saying?
0: out, zoom out, zoom mm. out, Adam
1: and Eve. <laughs> Man, that's OG. You like oh, that story, God. Adam and Eve? Let's let's get to it right now. What would you give that of a 10, 1 to ten? The I'm not, creation you know, myth. What would you do? I think,
0: I think, the, I think uh, underrated is the snake.
1: He's not underrated. I mean, he, he, he's, he's learn like,
0: language. Learn the language, man. He's
1: interested. He's That's, the most you know, interesting he, part. You, you don't know?
0: see the early years where he had to overcome that lisp.
1: That's fair enough. Yeah, the snake man. He's living in a tree for God's sakes.
0: They, they've been known to do it. And was he only- living
1: in that? Was he living in the tree? Or was he just whispering from the ground to grab that apple? I, I'm confused.
0: Is there a movie about that?
1: Uh, the creation? I mean, you know, the interesting thing, the golden compass that's on, uh, about to celebrate or end with its third, se- third season HBO Max, is a little bit tied to, or maybe a lot of bit tied to, Adam and Eve.
0: Well, you know what? It's funny that you would mention I think. the story of Adam and Eve, because the only person to bear witness to that is the star of the film we're doing today. Because he old.
1: <laughs> Methuselah in this.
0: Super old. <laughs>
1: My man was old, and back then, this movie's 30 years old. And he was supposed to be in his 50s.
0: Now, yeah, so this is our 199th episode. The next one will not be a normal one. We'll do, we'll do a, a very special episode. Okay. I don't know if that'll come before or after 200, right? Probably but after.
1: But
0: we just went on a little adventure together, and we listened to a couple of old episodes to kind of feel the rhythm. It's cool to go back and zoom in.
1: Yeah, we had a two-hour trip, so we popped in a random episode, which happened to be "Shoot to Kill," "Shoot to Kill," which I don't. When did we do that one?
0: Uh, almost a year to the date. It was around Halloween.
1: It's interesting to listen to something that you have almost no recollection of. I, I do remember us doing it, and I remember that Behringer was in it, and we had said that he was beautiful, and I knew that you didn't like. Uh, Sidney Pottier, Pottier, it's acting. I can't remember to say his last name but there was a lot of surprises for me in that
0: yeah it was it was a fun one it's a good one and, and hopefully the listeners who should be getting their stickers by now we both mailed out a bunch
1: I did but I got some still to do
0: well you got the, I just handed you the uh, daddy notice stickers yesterday right and i got note today that tomorrow is when the laddie notice sticker should land
1: man how these are these costing you a pretty penny or is this pretty cheap to do
0: they're not that cheap but you know we have people that have supported the show and that's helped and the the site has been hosted so it's it's a small price to pay and there's more coming i'm actually working on keychains and t-shirts I forgot that I have a friend in the t-shirt industry uh, who also owns a cigar, a bunch of cigar shops in Alabama, and I was talking to him today about doing shirts for our company, hmm. and I was like, by the way, I do a podcast, so I'd probably want to do some for that, too. Long story short, we're going to deal it out at some point. We'll get some shirts.
1: More like long-sleeve short. Wait. Somebody uh, did, uh, did on— Did just see
0: a creature run past? That's
1: my son. <laughs> somebody on Twitter did say that they would be interested in a shirt.
0: Well, we're only doing XS and, and XXXXL, so that's the only downside.
1: We're doing X and X for sever, those two sizes.
0: <laughs> so get busy eating or get busy dieting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd wear a shirt. I'd wear a microscope shirt.
0: Yeah, you like your T-shirts.
1: Sure. We did spend the weekend. Uh, well, I guess not the weekend. We spent like a day.
0: We spent almost, We spent less than a full day.
1: Yeah, Saturday to Sunday. Went and gambled a little bit. It was fun. What a good time. What was so, the highlight? What was the highlight for you? Just hanging out with me?
0: Yeah, it's always... Yeah, but it's... it's My favorite are the little fake storylines that rise out of our interactions. And, and I think the, the big win for me was you creating an identity for one of the characters who would pop up on one of the slot machines.
1: <laughs> the ghost.
0: The goat. Yeah, there's this old, there's this UFO abductions slot machine. This is what you guys want to hear about.
1: That you really like this game. I like it. It's a lot mm-hmm. of
0: fun. There's a lot of possibilities and it's goofy and I love, you know, I like the idea of cattle mutilation and all that. There's this old man with a pipe that shows up on some of the reels and Justin dubbed him the goat. The goat character betrayed Justin on the regular, which is great.
1: <laughs> he also did look a little like Clint Eastwood if you think about it. Little tie-in to this movie. When we went to sleep, because we shared a hotel room, zoom in. What movie was playing as we as we fell asleep? <laughs>
0: Pompeii was about to come
1: on. Yeah, it was. It was and uh, had
0: we had we been younger men, I think we probably would have toughed it out mm-hmm. and just gone ahead and zoomed in. So we had one in the bank because I did promise Pompeii, and I know that I believe John, somebody, I think already watched the movie in anticipation, so I don't want to let him down. So we will do Pompeii in the in the first wave after two hundred. We but got to we, we didn't can't make wait it, this long. we didn't make it to kit harrington's appear- first appearance in the movie we were so wiped
1: out we didn't and uh, the sad part in the younger days di- I'm still tired from staying up late, and it's Monday, bro. I was yawning ten minutes ago, so you'll hear me my i'm I'm a low energy prince subject what's the Vassal? Yeah, maybe. That's maybe that's
0: the shirt should say. Low energy Vassal we send out to the crew. <laughs> Me too. I, I actually, when, when I got home last night, I thought of going to bed right then and there, but I knew what would happen. I'd wake up at an unreasonable time and not be able to go back to sleep. I, I did um,
1: get, we did get some food on the way home. Mod pizza, which which is, I'm going to take my family there. I'm, I have to say, I, I did enjoy that pizza quite a bit. There's one near you, I believe. I think so. It's
0: cool to have your food served to you by a Giovanni Ribisi lookalike. So that's, that's cool. always cool yeah. yeah yeah but let's not beat around this is gonna be our shortest episode so we gotta get cracking guys it's a movie microscope to show where we zoom in we stand proud at the digital urinal we weaponize the peep yeah <laughs> we nip tuck a dungeon crawl button the corset before we get wet touch our forehead to the forehead of a champion clean the pan with soap we brandish our largest material in front of the smallest people we speak truth to power to a minor bird. We get all gladiatorial up in this. Watch a movie through a set of steam and cured, fancy frilled, sick-ass, thick-ass eyes. Eyes that stare deep in, pull out, <laughs> reticle off, build a crosshair, ingest a movie, let it bowel through us, scream it on out through the other side, share what makes or breaks with Lexi, the listeners. If we're, talking about, we're talking about Food of the Gods. We're talk about the scene where the rat intercepts Jesus' dinner. Talk about the little moments. And, folks, there are very few of those in this movie today. <laughs> Octobin concludes with another movie where Tobin
1: is in the film for, what, three minutes max? Not even. I mean, it's, yeah, maybe three minutes. You're right. But I think if we added up the, the scenes of the films that he, you know, from these three films we've done that he's in, it doesn't get to ten minutes probably, you know? Hashtag right amount. Now you did not want to do Saw. Is it too much Tobin?
0: There's not a lot of Tobin, I don't think. I think he's a prone body for the majority of that film. Yeah, that's true. It's an awful movie, an Saw. awful franchise. And I know we're doing I don't every like the movie. franchise. You're right. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Wait. And honestly, I think proper Tobin.
1: Have I outed myself like as a as a squeamish sort when it comes to some some movies like the Saw franchise gets a little too. Uh, gross for me. I don't want to watch it. Well, you know, it's, those are kind of bad movies, right? But there's a lot of torture. I don't like that. And then that movie that's kind of making money right now. Did we talk about this on the podcast, Terrifier 2? I mean, we've talked
0: briefly about
1: it. Yeah, it's just not a movie I ever want to see, you know. I'm a horror fan. I like horror movies, but I don't like that kind of stuff.
0: I think the the thing and I agree with you. I think the thing is that violence for violence's sake is awful. It's awful in the real world and it's wrong, mm-hmm. wrong in films, but if it's done Playfully, or or over the top, or if it's done and there's a penalty for it, and and there and there's a reason for it. I think it makes a lot of sense. But I think a lot of filmmakers don't do the real work to justify or to put it in the movie where it
1: actually yeah. And look, I, I'm not saying that whoever made that movie, I'm you know I'm sure they worked hard and you know it's it's making money. People seem to like it. You know, more power to me. I'm not saying don't make a movie like that. I just don't. To me, I'm just not gonna watch it it, may, it's, it affects me it's so stupid but it does you know and but you know I, I like that i don't like home invasion movies but i always talk about how much i like you're next so there's always like a you know exception to the rule i guess for me but yeah i can't watch that movie and the I'll soft honest, franchise you yeah, shouldn't
0: watch invasion at the theater either sucks
1: i did see invasion with nicole kidman
0: dull, i think i said it last episode that's a piss poor movie
1: I had a chance to be good but it was. Didn't they? Didn't the guy make it? And then they got cold feet, and they reshot a bunch of it with a, Wachowski's or something.
0: I have no idea. I just know that it, it's a, it's a loose retelling
1: of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? Not that loose. It's, a, it's an Invasion of the Body Snatchers, pretty much, right?
0: Uh, we needed another one. I mean, there hasn't been enough versions of it. Right?
1: That's a, but that's you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The thing about the, that story is there hasn't been a bad version of it. Maybe Invasion, I guess. But for the most part. I like all the, you know, Body Snatcher movies that I've seen. Like, I really like Abel Ferrara's one. Is
0: that Puppet Masters?
1: No, I think it was just called Body Snatchers. Okay. Had, um, who did it have in it? Uh, Gabriel Gabrielle Anwar, yeah. yeah. And it had, oh, and had, um, Meg Tilly. She was really good.
0: Which is the one that had Eric Thal?
1: Puppet, Ma- I think maybe Puppet Masters. That's the Masters. Highland one, right? Yeah. I did see that in the theater, that one. That was pretty it's... bad. I don't remember it. That might be a fun one to do. We will. I don't remember it. So, what's your relationship
0: to Wolfgang Petersen's In the Line of Fire?
1: I saw it in the theater, this is a hit, this movie. And I remember seeing the theater thinking, man, this is a really good movie. Like, it's really well done. I really like it. Um, I thought Malkovich was really great. Um, and I think the only thing that really has held up from my initial opinion is I still think Malkovich is great. But I don't think this is necessarily a great movie. It's kind of aged poorly. What do you think?
0: It's, it's okay, I guess. It's, it's, mm-hmm. not only, I saw it in the theater multiple times, but I remember that was when I was really into Premiere Magazine, Movie Line Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there was another one I was a huge fan of. There was, one, there was another magazine around the same time that wasn't as popular, but got a lot, had a lot of scoops and stuff like that. might have been Cinefantastique. Anyway.
1: Yeah, it might have been. And be. I remember
0: in their pre-release coverage for this movie, they were saying that the big new tagline is going to be that's not going to happen, oh, his... which is a line that Eastwood utters in this movie. But it it utter it's not it doesn't even come off as a big line in the in the movie.
1: No, if anybody has memorable lines in this, it's Malkovich. I think it's um, Josh Molina. This is a second Molina movie in a row. Did you did you clock that? He, I for a second because he popped up in in Malice for like a scene, and then he kind of gets a prominent you know more than a couple. He's in like four scenes in this. He yeah. gets a, more than a couple lines. Well, maybe. You know, this was was a big movie back then. 93, it came out? Man, we were just living deep in 93,
0: that whole era.
1: Tobin, his phone was ringing, you know?
0: I gotta say, he's a star in this. He comes off pretty good.
1: He comes off super confident, he's acting alongside Clint and Dermot Mulroney. Let's go through the cast. Who's in this bad boy? John Mahoney. Josh Molina.
0: Fred Dalton Thompson. (laughs) Rene Russo. Gary Cole.
1: Gary Cole. My... Be still, my heart. You know, yeah, I love him you. so. I'm with you. Patrika Darbo, Tobin Bell. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, there's
0: there's a few familiar faces though that
1: show I got. Up st- I stumped myself. I guess that's it. There's not a whole lot of big names. You get Jim Curley as president.
0: Yeah, tra- traveler I referred to in the film zoom in.
1: Yeah, as traveler, I thought. Yeah, you know, I'm so dumb. I thought that was his last name for for like the first time I saw it. I think pretty cool last name, man. You know, traveler, it's, it's president funny how time
0: time is with movies you mentioned that it had lost some of its luster mm-hmm. i totally thought that eastwood and renee russo go deep inside each other and they don't
1: he really wants to i mean that's the whole movie is it will he get laid like that's like a big question will the president get assassinated but hold your horses the most important question is will clint eastwood get laid and i think that's been a very um didn't wasn't the mule wasn't he having some hot and heavy scenes in The Mule. Like, it must be a very important uh, his, note that his, he gives the f- his writers.
0: Yeah, the, well, he he direct, He direct. has. The, they said in the notes that this is the last movie he didn't produce or, or, or direct. So I guess mm. he made sure that he made up for lost time and gets wet as hell. I want
1: to make sure that the women are still... Like, everybody knows the women still want to hop in bed with my creaky old geriatric butt. My man is... I, I do like that he is a little bit... He embraces his age a little bit in this. Other than that, well, he still has I mean, to be a super, a super, uh, superhero in the in the bedroom, I guess. But
0: well, but but he also this is one of the a movie where the the guy is a misogynist and isn't punished for it. She actually finds it charming that he's sort of a uh, yeah written in a China by a shop. man written by a man by the way yeah that's one oh, of the things that what, I guess this is when David Bowie was on tour.
1: <laughs> his wife. Is that okay. what the joke is? That's one of the things that, that kind of is a knock on it to me. It, it kind of threw me off. Renee Russo is game. Like she's she's pretty good in this. The big direction of her is be flirty with Clint. And so she does it. And she does a good job. I did have a zoom okay. on Renee Russo, who I think is a beautiful actress. I like and I All right. I,
0: go ahead and get your get yeah, go ahead and patronize her for a minute. What are you gonna say?
1: And I do like her in movies, think she's a talented actress. She has a Zadar like jaw on her no
0: that's that's what throws me off she's got a monster chin
1: it's attractive on her actually good on you made that jaw work but it's big that's a feature there's not a whole lot of people that that, you know maybe that's her it's like you know bruce campbell's known as the chin maybe renee russo was in the game a little bit earlier she would have claimed that nickname
0: yeah she's got a monster damn predator
1: loving chin do you now do you like renee russo you you have complaints it seems. I appreciate
0: her to an extent. I've always, felt, I mean, she's got one note. What's that? Whatever it is that she is, she's very, she's Renee Russo. Always. There's, there's not any. Most variance. actors
1: are. Most actors don't vary it up. That's not true. I think it is. Stallone, a comedian. <laughs> most actors play versions of themselves. I think, and Renee Russo is no different. And, and she, she had a good model. What What's her, what's her, backstory? Oh, married to Dan Gilroy. You knew this.
0: Mm-hmm. She's in Nightcrawler.
1: And his brother is
0: Mr. Tone. I heard a Dan Gilroy in here. Yeah, she chose the weak one.
1: <laughs> she did. Wonder, did she show up in his uh, his movie uh, Velvet Buzzsaw? I don't know about that. I know he he's right. He's writing on Andor even. Yes, he is. Andor the To
0: throw him a bone.
1: Anyway, Bald is a dream. <laughs> gonna gonna nail down Renee Roos. He she had, had a crush cr-
0: on on Beau Bridges as a young lady. Mm-hmm. And Randy Quaid, she, she's like, I always liked the worst of uh, the the brothers, and so I'm going to go to him. You heard that. Available? Oh, nice. No, he's, he's married and happy. I'll, I'll go to Dan Gilroy.
1: Dan Gilroy had a close call. He proposed to Renee Russo. She went in for a kiss. She was so excited. Bumped him in the head with her chin. He was in a coma for two weeks. The parents did
0: not want them to get married. No? They had been living together and sleeping together well before they hitched. Mm-hmm. And they said, you, you're living in chin. You can't.
1: <laughs> they have a kid I think let me see here I'm, I'm gonna dig in deep here with her background she got a kiddo maybe with somebody else no oh, Rose yeah. Gilroy Rose Gilroy is her kiddo
0: bald as a dream with a giant chin
1: <laughs> perfect I'm gonna start Vaughn her on Twitter she got a Twitter account you know look I'm not that's a feature not a bug she got a beautiful chin it's a unique feature Like we all have unique features what's yours? I got power steering
0: oh we all have yeah we're all fucked up I'm just saying uh, We're not on TV.
1: I'm embarrassed by mine. Cool looking. (laughs) What a burden, you know. Anyway, if I ever met Renee Russo, I'd be happy. I like her. She's 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 a joy to see walking around the earth without a camera in the midst. Like I'd be like, she exists outside the celluloid dreams. I'd be thrilled, you know. Who's
0: your celebrity doppelganger?
1: I've been told I look like people all all my life, but no one recently. But I get Terry
0: Reeves a lot
1: (sighs) from Entourage. (laughs) People come to me and say, you remember that um, the blonde kid in the Blob remake that gets uh, dissolved in the sewers? <laughs> I get him all the time.
0: And I get the thing that dissolved him.
1: Blob's cool, man. You know, everybody always talks about werewolf and mummy and vampires around this time. Give me some Blob in there. Throw him up there every once in a while. Give him a little bit of a kudos. I'll
0: confess, the Blob is one of those movies I wish we hadn't done because I want to do it again.
1: We can do the original. Yeah, that new one, they were the, 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 the remake or whatever, the late 80s, right? It's yeah. great. It's a great movie. what well, has got Darabont S- and Chuck Super Russell. mean. Yeah. Super mean. Darabont wrote it?
0: Yep. Premise of In the Line of Fire is that Clint Eastwood is an aging Secret Service agent. Not even an
1: ex-Secret service, service agent, right? But,
0: but I was right about the aging part. And he is uh, paired with a new partner in the form of uh, Dylan McDermott. Looking all cute in this. He was there when JFK lost... And it's haunted him ever since. And he has an opportunity to rise when another man wants to kill the current president, and it becomes his mission in life. And things work out.
1: Yeah, the assassin knows about um, this. Frank Horrigan, Frank you know, Clint's haunted past and his his failure, and he and he and he reaches out. And, and and they talk a lot, like like two teens on the phone in this movie. They're they're always chatting with each other. John Malkovich plays the assassin. His name is Mitch Leary. Mitch Leary. I think he's quite good in this. He and was nominated, wasn't he? Maybe should have been. I guess. I mean, it makes sense. But the first half of this movie, super low energy. I love to hear it. His voice is almost melodic when he talks. You know, he's just just very casual and laid back and super super low energy. He gets a little angry later on. Fair enough. This movie made him. Did it? No, Absolutely. it didn't. No, it 100% didn't. Did. No, nope. 100. Dangerous Liaisons made him. Uh, he's great in that. This was his. This was the Hollywood throwing you know a bone after that one.
0: No, Dangerous Liaisons was great, and it was huge for the people that saw it. Yeah, and it put him
1: on the map, and it was it, like made him into a legendary that's actor for, right off the bat. That's,
0: that's a movie for people that read and write. The majority <laughs> of moviegoers didn't give Naked Dangerous Liaisons. They were like, I'll wait for the Michelle Geller version. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, Dangerous (laughs) Liaison's... Cruel Intentions, right, right. But the mainstream, don't go see that movie. They're too dumb.
1: I mean, that was nominated. Dumb!
0: They didn't go see the piano. They don't go see art films. So this movie put them in front of the widest...
1: This movie, that movie... Like, I'm not gonna... I'm gonna zoom in hard here. That movie, Dangerous Liaison's, was the one that people were like, oh, we got a new actor in town that's killing it. His name's John Malkovich. He's doing it differently. And then he would, later on, he was in red, you know? They should have called uh,
0: Philadelphia Dangerous Lesions.
1: Oh my god, he was in Jennifer 8. Is he the bad guy in Jennifer 8?
0: I don't think so.
1: He's in the Killing Fields, too. We have to see, we have to watch that.
0: That movie's sad, especially considering Hang Noir took his own self out. Who did? Hang Noir. Who's that? Isn't he in it, the Killing Fields?
1: Hang Noir.
0: Hang uh, Noir? The Asian gentleman.
1: Oh, you know what? I get it mixed up with the Onion Fields. That's what I'm thinking of. The Onion
0: Fields was where Ted Dancer gets shot yeah, in the yeah. lip.
1: The Killing Fields. Yeah, I forgot. I get those two mixed up. But yeah, that has a cast, too. Listen to this. Yeah, wasn't, Hang... he
0: in, and wasn't he in the Ultimate Spielberg movie, Empire of the Sun, as well?
1: Malkovich, he was. Julian Sands, Spalding Gray's in that, Craig T. Nelson, Sam yeah. Watterson in this. Talk... Oh, my God. Talk about... Is, is Hang S. Noir in it? He is. I was looking him up. Speaking of low energy, Sam Watterson and his daughter, Catherine Watterson...
0: Sam Watterson, Def, Peter Coyote, those guys are low, like previous generation, low yeah, energy sure. king type people. Dylan McDermott, kind of low energy.
1: I don't know. He's a little bit try hard, I think. I don't mind him. He's fine. He's just a little try hard. And he's, he can be great. He can be great. Like, there's, 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 there's movies that he's been great in. One of them being Hardware, which, he, which I think he despises.
0: I'm not a fan either. But you have to, okay, look, I'm going to actually rebut that. Dylan McDermott is delightful.
1: A delightful he's, presence in movies. He's a tryhard, I think. I, I think I got that right a little bit. He, I bet he thinks he should have had a, 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 definitely a better career than he has. I has think had. Clint
0: Eastwood probably feels the same way. But Clint
1: Eastwood has to be thrilled.
0: He's, I survived Sandra Locke, and I'm still getting cameras put in front of me. Dylan McDermott, I'll stick up for him. Uh, I'm not uh, going to
1: argue. I mean, I, I, he's, he's fine. He has a, he's a weird character in this.
0: He is a very important link in the Bland White chain for me. Yeah, he's a good Bland White. What is
1: that? Like, what?
0: Because <laughs> you always accuse me of liking the bland white.
1: Give me, get, can you name, I'm going to say, can you name six movies that he's been in without looking?
0: Home for the Holidays, In the Line of Fire, Hardware, the, uh, what's that one called? The one where he's a murderer. Uh, it's like, it's got a weird name where the kid finds out his dad's like a killer. It's got oh, a it's new. It's new. the, up, the Updike killer, the, uh, no, no,
1: no, the, clo- the Clovis killer. Clovich killer, yeah. That. You saw that?
0: No, I'm just saying it. he's in it. You said name movies with him in it. I heard that's good. There's one other one that was springing to mind.
1: He's in that Zach. I think that Zach Galifianakis runs for office movie.
0: The uh, campaign. I've seen enough. Of, I've seen. Na- a lot you, of can't name. you can't name it. I named enough. Jesus Christ. You can't name it.
1: That's the best part. You can't do it. You love him so much, but you can't even get. He's never six. the lead. He's. A, I gave I, you six, and you couldn't get there. Oh man, you fucking lied. You fucking lied that you like him.
0: When he was in a romantic comedy with like one of the Julia Roberts types or whatever, too.
1: I love this. It's like, yeah, no, I love that movie he was in. It's like a, you know, it's dramatic. He's like a drama that I really liked. And there's a comedy I really enjoy he's in. Name it. Name name, name,
0: one. name name 20 movies with Candace Bergen in it.
1: <laughs> Start the clock. Here we go. <laughs> she was in Car- Carnal Knowledge. I have no idea what she's in. Candace Bergen. I just know she's Murphy Brown. Candace Bergen, how's she doing? How's her she sucks. COVID? She doesn't suck. What are you talking about? Oh, well, was in Olympus Has Fallen. Did he get killed in it? Runaway Jury, damn. But what's the what's the, what's the romantic comedy
0: that was sort of. I mean, I love, I love Home for the Holidays, but. Oh, he was in Steel Magnolias with Julia Roberts.
1: Let's talk about the movie a little Shortest bit.
0: Shortest episode, killing it. So Dylan McDermott's character foreshadows that he's going to die
1: right at the beginning of the movie. What does he say? I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah, he does say that, doesn't he? Yeah. because he's late. He's late to he's pick late up to Clint. He's late to pick up Clint. Yeah. And Clint in this movie doesn't drive. He's always bumming rides from his colleagues, and for and he likes public transportation. But he won't drive. Now, is that linked because he saw the president's head get blown off in a car? Is that what they're trying to say here? Like he won't no, get he behind a steering in wheel? No. He says a film
0: that he used to live in New York, and in, in New York is notoriously a city where you don't own a car. And I think this is kind of he likes that lifestyle.
1: Does he, uh, does don't he try say to that? make
0: this metaphysical, dog. Does he
1: say that in the, in, the, in the movie? I can't zoom in that hard.
0: He does. Don't Dylan, expect me Dylan to. Dylan McDermott, who you were ignoring, speaks for you, basically, and says, why is it that you don't have a car? And he says, well, this is for you out there listening and trying to zoom in. I used to live in New York. <laughs> You don't need a car there, and I've taken that lifestyle here to my new home here in Washington D.C. Did you
1: ha- do you have a Clint Eastwood impersonation rolled up? Because it's it's a fun impersonation to do if you have it. I can't do it.
0: I really don't. I don't.
1: Super um, gravelly voice. Everything's so slow. And you know, let's try to get there. I, I, I'd be embarrassed to try, but you you can get there sometimes.
0: I'm gonna let me let me try to let me try to do Clint Eastwood. <laughs>
1: I got work to do. That's what he says when he uh, orgasms, so we didn't get to hear that part in this. That's what we should add
0: to the end of every episode is do the orgasm for the lead.
1: I don't want our, I don't want our show to get gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actually good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we never get to see Clint's O-Face, although he wants to show it to us. He's, he cannot wait to get Rene Russo in the set. He does cry sand. in
0: this, convincingly.
1: He Which does I cry. I think he has a little bit of an Oscar moment in this. They must maybe he was going for it. You know, uh, did he ever get an an acting nod or an acting Oscar? He didn't, right? Has I'm sure he Unforgiven? Sure, for
0: Unforgiven. I'm sure for Red Corvette or Pink Corvette or Pink Cadillac. Whatever. Pink Cadillac,
1: you got there. Candace Bergen's nickname is Candy. Just want to zoom in. Saw that Wikipedia before my. My phone went to sleep. That's the last thing I saw. Had her. (laughs) I recently
0: rewatched Any Given Sunday, and Anne Margaret is in that, and she's another one that I have no time for.
1: She's beautiful. She's beautiful back in the day, though, and she's. I'm sure she's beautiful now. I don't. I haven't seen her lately, but she was like
0: that's an unsexy name.
1: Anne Margaret. Candice Bergen's
0: exotic, and it sounds really sophisticated. Mm -hmm. Anne Margaret sounds like just vomiting out
1: names. But Anne Margaret was like um like a very. uh, She's in Elvis movies, right? Like she was.
0: Yeah, the military guys, she was spanked like the super spank.
1: No, my dad always talked about when she, because he was overseas during Vietnam, and then...
0: My parents were overseas after seeing my report card.
1: And Margaret's not in this. Let me zoom in. But guess who is? Tobin Bell, right at the beginning, (laughs) they put him immediately on film. They said, guys, we're going to give you what you want right off the bat. Here comes high-haired Tobin Bell acting very chummy with Clint Eastwood like he doesn't care that he's in the scene with a legend that he could give a shit because you know why because that's the thing a little thing called acting Nick he might have had the stomach flutters before this scene he might have been nervous maybe even crying the night before telling his wife I'm not good enough I don't think I can do it Clint's in the scene Dermot Mulroney it's not him Dermot McDermott (laughs) Dylan McDermott's in the scene and she's like get it right it's Dylan McDermott She's he's like name five movies. She's like um, Young Guns. Come shit back that's to me, Dermot, the come Great. Oh fuck,
0: me. that's Dermot. Career opportunities. Oh fuck, that's Dermot. That's Dermot oh, and his Muppet brother. take Manhattan. Oh fuck, that's Kermit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he shows up and he is just liquid cool. May I say it? My man is just graceful in his scene here. That's and as lithe
0: as I've seen Tobin.
1: Clint's like, oh, where's the funny money? You know, because he's pretending to be a a guy that's interested in buying some counterfeit bills, and of course, uh, Tobin is a counterfeiter, Can I try somebody. A guess right? Yeah. Go away. <laughs> Sounds Who a lot are like you. <laughs> it's like your old Luke. <laughs> 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 anyway, so. They they're um doing this on a boat. Tobin on uh in in penny loafers or dock shoes. Yeah, Clint would ask for permission to join the, the Bell Navy for a second there. Yeah, and so they go on board. You know, Dil, uh, our our boy uh, Dylan McDermott first, and Clint goes in there, and they're like, hey, by the way, Tobin pulls him aside before we go on the bus. Want to let you know, the guy that you're working with. He's secret. Ser- Do he say a secret service? They are yeah. secret service. Okay. Yeah. So he goes. He's a secret service guy, and uh we're gonna fuck his shit up until he's dead forever. And we want you to see this shit. And Clint's like, fine. You know, it's. Oh, I didn't know that he's secret service. Woo! That sucks. Let's kill him. You know. Mm-hmm. And so they go aboard the boat. Poor Dylan is tied to a chair, crying.
0: Bag over his head.
1: Not yet. He's just upset about that he might just die. And they hand Clint a gun. And Tobin's like, I want you to shoot this guy because I. I have a suspicion that you might be a Secret Service guy. I want you to prove to me you're not. What happens? He shoots Dylan McDermott in the head. He (laughs) dies. He He does pull the trigger on him. He he, he
0: feels the gun, and I guess he's he's supposed to act like he feels that there's no bullets, which is bullshit. Nobody knows that. Pulls the trigger, and the bullet doesn't er come out. Yeah, he earns Tobin's trust, for sure.
1: And then they begin to um, plastic bag. They're going to suffocate Dylan McDermott to death, but Clint puts a stop to it. And then uh, for his
0: pistola. Yeah,
1: I, I have a couple a couple notes in this I, scene.
0: I have a problem with the term funny money and pistola being mentioned by somebody who's supposed to be a career criminal. <laughs> that sounds like uh, somebody's playing charades. Impersonate what you think a counterfeiter would say.
1: So Tobin, uh, before all this action goes down, he takes a long, hard look at Clint's hairline. Like, he just shoots his eyes up there and really gives it like a, a loving look. I noticed that. because so I was really paying attention to Tobin in these scenes. And then when Clint... Tells Tobin, after he kills his buddies, you know, Tobin's henchmen, and he pulls a gun on Tobin himself, and he reveals that he's a Secret Service, Tobin, like, exits the scene with the most confused, bemused look on his face. Like, just, oh, shit. And that's, you he know why? There? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's uh, Why, you know, Characters me. wrapped. No more acting with Clint Eastwood. No more acting with Bill McDermott. No more acting with those two shot dudes. Who are those mm-hmm. guys? Yeah, I can't zoom in. No more pretending you own a boat. Tobin Bell, good night. You know, bye-bye. I think he's it would like, be cool. He's like telling Wolfgang, he's like, Wolfgang, I think I can do it differently. I you, do you know, think I maybe
0: I could show up later? Maybe I hate the president, too. Is
1: that Brownwall? That is Brownwall. Beautiful Brownwall. It's a dulcet tones. Love to hear it. Also nicknamed Candy, by the way, Brownwall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Digested Candy coming through, I'm sure, from time to time.
1: Dermot thinks he is going to be shot. He thinks it's done. He thinks it's over. Dermot is? Dylan. I even put Dermot in my notes. Oh, my God. But they do get mixed up, right? Dermot and Dylan McDermott. Yeah, it's a running joke. Mm -hmm. Who's better?
0: It's it's Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. But that's like saying, what's better, platinum or gold? (laughs) Platinum. (laughs) But you wouldn't kick the gold out of bed either.
1: No, you wouldn't. Dermot, we talked about this, right? Dermot had a brother for a while that would act... It was act. A. Remember was the. In career the, opportunities with it. He's in career it. opportunities, yeah. It, it, it was like Kier McMoroni, Mc, Mc something like that, with a K. I think
0: Keir it's Kieran. Probably Kieran. Is it?
1: You're so right. Kieran Moroni. His IMDb picture is something to behold, by the way.
0: By the way, probably still acting.
1: Uh, he was in a short in 2019. Oh, he dated the, Midge. And then and appropriately, his last feature film was Junk. Yeah, and it has a the the poster of it is a uh, an outline of a marijuana leaf. Need more of that. Unless Shelton was in it though, do like her. Let's get back to this line so, of fire. So John
0: Malkovich wants to kill the president, and he do- he doesn't. He tries though.
1: Tries real hard actually, and and actually, did you find yourself like? He's I my think
0: he's, he's the best character in the movie.
1: He's a great character he, in it, and, he's and the I most was consistent. when he doesn't kill the president, it doesn't make sense. Like that's how good of a bad guy he is. Like you know, Clint has to stop him, but. It's almost like Clint's not good enough to stop him. It's it's weird that he that he gets stopped. There are way too many moments where Malkovich is right next to him. Yeah, he says he let I uh, let you live. And you he's know, right. I've, I've seen he's you. Actually, I've watched he's
0: you. A man of his word. He he doesn't double cross Clint at any moment in this film. He tells him what he's going to do. Saves his life. He'll give him clues. Saves his life. he's, he's got a, cl- a code. I mean, I actually I don't disagree that mm-hmm. he's probably got some legitimate reasons to be grumpy.
1: Yeah, you find out he's got a, he's an ex-CIA, he's, a, he's what they call a wet boy, Nick. I know, I love that. It's my favorite and Chinese restaurant, Wet Boys. Wet Boy, and uh, it's an assassin, that's code, or it's like a nickname for an assassin, and, and the guys in the CIA that work for, with him, he's like, man, this guy, not only is an assassin. By the way, Steve Railsback. Railsback shows up in this, crazy, right? I did not we, remember. We didn't was,
0: mention him, but that's a big one.
1: It is a big it's a, one. It's a big get to get. I Star was surprised to see him. Gary Cole shows up in this as a uh, young gun, Secret Service agent that is not buying what Clint Eastwood's character is selling. He doesn't doesn't like him. He needs to be because what happens is at the beginning of the movie they they happen upon this assassin's room, his lair, right, and uh, he's got all these crazy pictures up and all these assassinations. He just basically went crazy with some. Assassination art, and so then Clint the next day shows up officially to, to talk to this guy, and he's gone. But there's one picture left in the room, and it's Clint with a circle around him, it's alongside a day. motorcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh oh! And Clint, unlike he's like, oh shit, got an assassin. I can't do it. Try and
0: don't. And that's I'm starting. To oh I'm about to, fuck! I'm about to call it paramedic. Fuck. He said. <laughs> <laughs> you should do the whole show like that.
1: God damn fuck! He does say he does have some great fucks in this. Yeah, he this, needs- is that a zoom?
0: He actually doesn't have a great fuck in this,
1: but he does like he does say that word, and it's like he says a couple times, like kind of overdoes it, which is kind of great because he's just he's, he's feeling it. He's feeling his age in this. The movie anyway. tries to be a thriller, a little bit of a cute romance, and, a, and the
0: story of a descent into madness. They, they they do they do this bad thing where they interweave. A young Clint Eastwood into old footage of JFK. Some That's of the bad. worst shit, and it cost how much to do?
1: Four million. Four
0: million dollars spent on that. Can you imagine what four million dollars could do for the everybody listening to this show? If if we split four million amongst us, be in good shape, even after we split amongst our entire listenership. Do you yeah,
1: you know why it cost four million? Tell me. Did you hear about this? So you didn't read this so it was originally it was two million and they're like you know the directors like, put Clint here you know please tuck him into here get his get, you know go back into his old movies and put Clint in this I want him kind of behind JFK here you know Wolfgang was just very detailed in his notes and so it took about three months and then when they got the footage back it was Clint Howard and all the footage and he was like what the f-? and he realized that he didn't notice he didn't specify Clint Eastwood he just put Clint
0: well, there, it was their mistake because one of the reasons that he doesn't work with his brother as much because he eats wood, he's a little <laughs> bit loony, and Ron Howard's constantly in talks just going, Clint eats wood. I can understand the mistake that the FX artist may have made.
1: So they had to redo it.
0: And they had to license Evil Speak just to get that <laughs> imagery, which was, that was a million of it right there.
1: Anyway, so Gary Cole's mad that Clint is now fully hired back on as protection to the president who needs it because there's an assassination plot that seems real a real threat and so you know clint's back on the force he's back along running aside the motorcade he meets renee russo's character immediately super sexist to her calls her a secretary says she's a they're getting secretary's getting prettier prettier these days she's an agent brother anyway he also plays jazz he plays piano tickles the ivories at a place called i think old ebbett grill
0: that's one of the places that they go to. I think that's where he meets um, Mahoney for drinks. Mahoney.
1: So that's not his bar. Where's his? What's his watering yeah, maybe hole? Maybe that
0: was one of them. He, he plays piano in a variety of bars in this yeah. movie.
1: They don't show his his wrinkled Penis. fingers and stuff oh. ticking there. He he. But you say they don't show the close-ups. He played he played
0: every bit of every bit of that music.
1: So he's a he's a talented. Musician, huh?
0: It's funny, because there's a scene where Renee Russo sits down and it looks like she's about to play with him. Mm-hmm. We hear nothing. Nothing happens. And also, there in my memory, mm-hmm. I thought that Gary Cole was her ex-boyfriend. No. Nope. And, and that's never even alluded to.
1: But I got news for you. Can, can I quickly zoom in? He's not the only musician in the cast. You're right. The other one being a discovery you made. No. Oh. Tobin, Tobin Bell, Bell, brother. Tobin Bell, baby.
0: I sent Justin a screen grab of his... Apple Music selections, and there are more than one. Tobin Bell fancies himself a bit of a country singer.
1: He's an he has an album, or just as he release really singles? What's his?
0: They're all jigsaw songs. <laughs> it's country music jigsaw song. Gonna trap you, little
1: dame.
0: Watch your body go up in flame. Cause jigsaw come on your dead body. That's a Tobin load <laughs> that you explode. Suck my dick. He's
1: got a song called I Shall Be Released, and I imagine if you said if it's a Jigsaw song, some of the lyrics would be I shall be released. You won't be, though. You're traps. <laughs> For good. You know what his favorite RIP. instrument is? What? The snare drum. <laughs> 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 I gotta hear some of this. I'd love to hear a singing voice. Do you think he just talks sings? That would be the best case. Zit? This is, a, this is a cover maybe it's a little influenced by tom waits in there i think tom, hope and bell likes tom waits i know he's a big supporter of the arts and like we said last show he's a climate um advocate advocate for climate um you know helping with climate change and things like that I, look Love to get to know him. Seems like a good sort. John Malkovich makes wooden bullets or a wooden gun. He makes a wooden gun in this movie. Is it wooden or is it just like a molded well, he says plastic? It's like,
0: like yeah, but he says that too. But it, it looks like a wooden piece of shit.
1: So one of the big plot points is this, and this is he's uh, likes this model car magazine that looks made up. Like it looks like they barely spent the time creating what would be. You're supposed to be looking like a real magazine, but it's it just looks like a lot of JPEGs thrown on a couple pages you know what i'm saying like That's it's sort of just what looks,
0: magazines are nowadays though. It looks
1: wrecked but um i wondered if he was doing some kind of composite some kind of plastic formed gun you know because what the thing is he has to sneak the gun in and so he needs it to be not metal and then the bullets are metal so he has to figure out a way to sneak those in separately which he does and then this holds, gun pulls his trick in the book in what the rabbit's foot yeah puts the bullets in its rabbit's foot is that yeah. an homage
0: to mission impossible there's a recurring theme that I have here on the show of actors who look like they should have facial hair but don't. Malkovich has a face that looks like he needs to be covered with hair.
1: think so?
0: He has, how, you know, you know he's, got a, yeah, he's got a super weird lip and mouth and, and every other part of his body. Yeah. And you look at him you're like, guy needs a beard. And he does don a beard in, in a couple of scenes, if I'm not mistaken, one of his secret identities. But he's got a weird face. I think he's got the shaved lion problem that some guys have.
1: John Malkovich's reputation as a thespian has been watered down on purpose, I think. I think when he first came out, people were like, "Man, this guy is just fucking great! He's like the next De Niro. Like he's so good." And then he immediately was doing like anything that they offered him. You know, like he just—he must just care about money. I think every once in a while he'd do like an art house, but for the most part, he was just—what's the paycheck like, or how much? De Niro was
0: supposed to play the part he played in this.
1: Everybody was not. Uh, No, De Niro was supposed to play Frank. I think.
0: I thought he was going to play... No, he was going to play Leary.
1: They had Defoe tapped as well. They asked him to do it, which makes more sense than De Niro. They had, like, everybody. They had Val Kilmer. Like, I went through the list. There's, like, a ton of people that they... I thought De Niro was in the running for for Frank, or was it Rene Russo's character?
0: William McNamara was originally up for the role. There's a scene where Eastwood tries to make Abe Lincoln his wingman, a little bit.
1: That's weird, man. That's a weird scene. That's like a teen scene, too. Where he's sitting on the steps with uh, <coughs> the Lincoln Memorial. you got to love it. the
0: way he eats ice cream, though. Turns it his is. spoon upside down on the way out.
1: So they're eating this, uh, these... Briars. Briars, you know, single cup ice cream with, with you know, traveling wooden spoons, like these tiny wooden spoons. And Clint, yeah, is working that spoon. He really must have been enjoying the ice cream. What, what flavor were they eating? We need to zoom in.
0: Assassination Tangerine.
1: Strawberry? Was he a strawberry man?
0: I tell you, they look delicious.
1: I'm Googling it. What kind of ice cream?
0: I hope it's cherry vanilla, because that's their best flavor. You think so? It was the one that was sought after. I remember that you'd have to almost camp out in front of the grocery store like a Star Wars movie in order to get that cherry vanilla. I might be exaggerating, but it was definitely the sought after.
1: Breyer's ice cream enjoyed by Renée Russo and Clint Eastwood in the line of fire. And there's a picture of them eating it. But they don't go into detail. Like I, I need a little more than this, Internet. All right, we need to derail this episode and focus on that for a while, I think.
0: Hour in, Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right, let's keep going. Minneapolis is a tough place to live, as it turns. Tough place to be from, as it turns out. Mm -hmm. I remember this scene pretty vividly. Malkovich punishing a lady for happening.
1: I I hate that scene. Yeah, it's a tough scene.
0: I do like the fact that the dog doesn't die, and I know that Malkovich wanted the dog to die, according to the trivia.
1: So he goes to set up a fake bank account, or not a bank, like a bank account under like a. Like he wants. You know, he has this fake business. This is how he's going to get in, get next to the president. He's going to pretend he is an owner of a company. And he, um, he goes to this woman, and the woman's kind of you know the, at the bank, and she's making small talk, and she's like. Taking this order for checks or whatever and he's like i'm from minneapolis he's trying to like just thinks of a place that he doesn't have to answer her questions she goes i'm from there too where'd you go to high school and he doesn't answer right she gets this weird look in her face and then he's like oh just you know you know don't worry about it i it was this how you probably didn't hear of the high school whatever he gets he ends up following her home and kills her and, and then but she roommate. has a roommate he kills both of them it's pretty brutal man but he breaks her neck.
0: something great i got a zoom yeah, there's something great that happens at the end of that scene. Did you zoom in? No. He rushes out and he hits himself in the face of the door on his way out. Does he? He opens the door to his face and he quickly recoils and goes out. So they caught him hitting himself in the face of the door oh, in the finished in. product. Yeah,
1: I was still horrified. I did not want to see these these women die. I mean, that's and they were just poor, innocent. Like they just crossed the paths paths of a, a path of a. They
0: weren't innocent. brutal killer. They weren't innocent, but they they shouldn't have died.
1: What do you mean they weren't innocent?
0: They were super boring.
1: <laughs> Clint said, uh, "You what do he say? He says to her, like, you shouldn't have been from Minneapolis. That's no, what he Eastwood tells her. doesn't
0: say that. Malkovich does.
1: What did I say Eastwood? Malkovich says that. He says, you shouldn't have been from Minneapolis. like Exactly like that. And then Tobin from Malice is like, wait, you're in here. Might as well. Yeah, so anyway, that, <laughs> Malkovich kills a couple innocent people in this movie. Just and then blows. two boring ones. Boring the, the, is a sin,
0: man. Don't be the, in front of me with your body being boring.
1: The German Shepherd, right? Is on a leash in the house. I thought that was strange. It's like tied to the kitchen on a leash.
0: Well the roommate she,
1: was home. She didn't want the dog
0: to go eat her, you know she had a hungry jack on the counter.
1: I mean that's a weird thing a dog's tied up in the house. Well, it's did you see the strange fish? Tank? To me.
0: It was empty, the fish were all on the floor. I mean they were weird. I'll tell you, they're boring. Yeah, Who Malkovich. else is innocent that Malkovich kills in this? I'd like to see.
1: So he's testing out his dumb gun that he made.
0: Not innocent. They kill a duck.
1: That's true. And so these these gun lovers that you know they hear this blast from this gun and they run over. They're so excited to see a creepy man shooting gun at water, sitting
0: Indian style.
1: Mm-hmm. And they see this gun and they're like, um, they're like, "Wow, man, can I try it?" And they get all gun happy. And the one guy shoots it and he kills a duck with it. The guy's like, "Can I buy it? Can I buy your gun?" And he goes, no, I need to use it to kill the president. And they start laughing. And he goes, well, why are you going to kill the president? He goes, why would you kill a duck? And he shoots him. Shoots one guy in the face. Shoots the other guy in the heart. Then he does a little John which is like, it's another day. Fuck it. Okay, so one of the things in this movie, and and my dad, he thinks this, this is his theory. And I don't know if it's true or not. But he thinks any movie where there's a master of disguise or somebody that has changes into, like, these... Ornate disguises. He, he thinks there's. It's not. This never been a good movie that that's happened in. So w- this is a movie that's okay. That ha- but but Malkovich is always disguising himself in this. To like he's so boring looking anyway. Like who would care? But he really is wearing like all sorts of different like. You know, it, the worst being the hippie character that he Nightmare. inhabits. Nightmare. With the gold teeth. Nightmare. So he's always playing with. Uh, Clint Eastwood, and at one point and they're always trying to trace the calls that come in. At one point, they find out he's in this park, and they run down, and uh, he's not there. And like, oh man! But then Clint looks around, and he sees this goofy-looking dude in a jean jacket with long hair and a gold tooth or whatever, and he's just kind of like pretending to be kind of crazy. And Clint's like, "That's the guy!" And they run, and then it's Makovich. It couldn't look more conspicuous. You it's know?
0: awful, and that chase is kind of awful too. How does he get away? I love it. I love. I love the fact though. He there's a part where he runs in front of a bus and the bus drives away. You could see his feet underneath the bus running alongside of it, which is a cool little thing to see.
1: Oh, really? You yeah. can't see that. Clint. Clint is. Uh, he. That's what they're saying is he's old, right? Like he he can't keep up. Cool. He's having a tough time. He gets a cold in this movie, Nick.
0: For a long time. <laughs> she she sees his snot when he's flirting with her in one moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he gets the fever, he, like he can't keep it together. He shouts out, gun, because he hears some balloon popping. Balloons popping. That's when he gets fired from the Secret Service, because he embarrasses he the president. He gets reassigned. He gets reassigned. He's, he's touring the country with the prez though, and what I love about this is the pres, they got, president's got super security, and he got these guys with gigantic binoculars looking out into the crowd. I love those. those.
0: There are a lot of binocular shots in this movie. Mm-hmm. They make me jealous.
1: Don't you love to see those extra long binoculars?
0: Oh, my God, yes.
1: Did you ever have a chance to look in those?
0: Of course. You
1: know yeah. what those things do, right? Zoom in. They zoom in.
0: I would love to sell a pair of binoculars that only show you Baru and Owen's burning bodies when you look through them.
1: Huh. Could be your business. What is Speaking so of, what is John Malkovich's fake business in this? What I mean, is it's it Microspan. Yeah, Microspan Inc. What do they do? Well,
0: he doesn't go into detail, but it's some high-tech computer shit.
1: They do high-tech stuff. And that that's smart because that, you, that that puts people to sleep. They're like, uh, okay, well, good for you. you By know. the
0: way, you say the word span to me, and I get the fucking cold chills. Why? Because of the HTML editing period in my professional life. Those span, span. commands fucked me
1: up. I'm so sorry. Renee Russo, at one point, Clint's flirting with her, and she leaves the bar without... Without petting for, his crotch for a second, and then he 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 plays a kiss is just a kiss like on the piano. His little cute, he has a little cute like side to him, and then um, he runs to the elevator and they start making out in the elevator. And Wolfgang Peterson, the director, does something very weird in this. When as it turns they're out
0: to be the devil,
1: as they're making out in the elevator, he's showing us the the progress of the elevator floor by floor, like. He, what floor they're on, and what is happening is these two lovebirds don't want the relationship known to their peers and their bosses. Gary Cole is up there on the floor they're about to quote-unquote get off on if you catch my drift. Wolfgang's treating this like a fucking bomb's counting down to one. Clint Eastwood leaps into her room, and they do get on the bed, and he does start to unzip and get... They do get on the bed, but before they get on the bed, the worst happens. Oh, I know. It's like the a police camera academy is, The camera
0: is at floor level, mm-hmm. and you follow their legs, all of their handcuffs and guns and clips and badges and all that shit are shed to the floor. It's the worst.
1: It is, and then they're in bed, and they're about to get hot and heavy, and then, and she, then gets, she gets a call. And she she
0: she's a squirter, covers his face in
1: her oil. <sighs> she has to leave, and he's like, I'll bum down, and he goes, i got to put all that fucking shit back on. Fuck, you know? Yeah. I thought it would
0: have been great if she's, she does sort of a walk of shame to the bathroom with all of her belongings, having to get it back on. I thought it would be been cool if they cut, and he's taking care of his health.
1: Here's the thing. Who calls her? GC. And that being? Gary Cole. And do you think he put some cold water on this situation? You know what I'm saying? These two lovebirds. Come on, zoom in. Clint is mad because he didn't get a up. But do you, you,
0: you did hear what he says on the call when he calls. Hmm. They name drop Woodstock, Georgia. Do they really? Yeah, they say the president's bullshit is getting moved to Woodstock. Uh, they say a little place called Woodstock, Georgia. And then in the next scene, they mention that they're in the suburbs of Atlanta. But, yeah, they went, They go to Woodstock, which is a haunt of mine.
1: I wonder if they did they film here? Probably not.
0: It didn't look like it, but this was in the early 90s. I mean, Woodstock wasn't the same, you know. And all the while, there's this cat and mouse game where, where Malkovich and Kalinius and Malkovich are just going back and forth and flirting with each other and, and all this bullshit call tracing that doesn't lead anywhere. A poor couple sit on their couch in their skivvies, gets interrupted by the feds, and they they sort of become, you know, bond. They bond a little bit in a way, all leading up towards this big denouement right? where we get to meet the improperly named Josh Molina character.
1: Right, he skipped over so much, You just want to get through it.
0: It's supposed to be our shortest episode.
1: Can't do it, you can't skip through everything.
0: All right, well, that's the end of my notes. What you got?
1: What about Dylan McDermott wearing a gigantic pop collar leather coat? It's like a two sizes too big for him.
0: That ain't the only pop that he gets to experience.
1: <laughs> he has a scene in this where he's crying and he's scary because he I have nightmares, Frank. I'm quitting, I'm quitting. And Frank's like, Don't quit, I need you, you're my friend. Like, he's like giving him this talk, and the next day he gets shot into hell. dead forever
0: abandons his wife and child Mm
1: -hmm. for the ever he gets shot
0: at least twice once in the forehead somehow still alive gets shot again in the head after that
1: i believe that clint is there's a possibility that he doesn't want this guy to quit because he needs a ride like that because they are obviously not friends and mcdermott is having like a psychological breakdown he's crying and clint's like don't retire i need you and he goes, all die right, in the Frank, next scene. yeah
0: Would it have hurt them to have him call the wife?
1: Yeah, well, they didn't have time for that. I love that whenever Steve Railsback enters, there's like a whole thing where they're traveling, kind of investigating Malkovich's whereabouts. They kind of got a beat on him. McDermott's like, hands, hands, motherfucker! Like he says that to Railsback. I thought he did a good job with that. I applaud him. It, like he seemed that was a nice, good line to get in there before he gets shot straight into hell forever, <laughs> forever dead.
0: After Mal- Malkovich saves Clint Eastwood's life. For real. And, uh,
1: and, Renee, and Renee says, like, I heard, I'm sorry that your partner died. And she's like, I mean, I'm sorry your friend died. And he goes, Yeah, partner, that's fine. You know, let's, I didn't exactly know his first name. Was,
0: and how did he die? Well, it's funny you should ask, because I was dead to rights by the killer, and I chose to survive. He swung me over to a fire escape where I could just watch my young partner's family get a, completely abandoned.
1: So I'm going to ask you about this. When they're doing this investigation, they're hot on this trail, and they're going to wherever they're going, to, to wherever, like in San Francisco, wherever Malkovich's character used to live. And they, Phoenix. Phoenix. And they, they talk to this guy who's like an artist. He's in a wheelchair. Remember this scene?
0: Yes. And they also visit John Hurd.
1: before. And John Hurd is in this too? John Hurd is... He's in an art class, right? Like, or something, or some kind of... No, he's in a model class. He's like teaching... And so John Hurd has some bad things to say about Malkovich's character. He scares him. And they go to this guy... Uh, he's in a wheelchair, and he's also scared of Malkovich. But uh, Clinton goes, do you have, um, by any chance, do you know where he lives currently? And the guy goes, yeah, I think I might have his address around here somewhere. Like, he says it's super sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I think I might have his address around here somewhere. Like, he doesn't have it, but he does. And then Easter goes, post-haste, murder ball! <laughs> I'm just saying he reads it like... How dare you ask me such a dumb question? Of course I don't have his address, but he does have it.
0: No, no, I, don't, I didn't read that at all. I, I, I read it as him just. I don't. I didn't read it as sarcastic at all.
1: He told. Just go back and watch it. I mean, no, you will.
0: I don't need your. I don't need you to tell me to watch it again. This is a
1: huge zoom. I think he's mistakenly sarcasms in the I scene. I think
0: he is absolutely realizing it at the same time that he can actually take. it. Oh instead.
1: yeah, I think I have his address around here somewhere. Yeah, right. I gotta keep that. And then he has it. Oh I sure, think, yeah. Like I keep that shit around here. Yeah, uh Yeah, I got that uh, real handy. Then he hands it to him. Like that's what I'm talking about. That's a, like, a Yeah, I keep trail. it
0: right next to my functioning legs. <laughs> no, I think it, I, I, I didn't. I read that guy as a complete sweetheart. The entire scene.
1: He so he sarcasms his way out of that scene unnecessarily. I, and I think Wolfgang listeners... almost walked. He was so pissed. He was like. Work. I work with a hack. What a piece of junk this guy is, you know. And uh, anyway, let's just go to the listeners on this one. Can you guys decide? Does that guy leave the scene sarcastic or not?
0: It's gonna be weird for me to finally get the fucking support of the of the masses. I'm a hundred percent right. The guy's a, 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 a he's a mensch, man. That guy rocks.
1: I can't believe that I have such a great zoom and it's so right. And I like I'm I'm like the investigator here. I'm like those two tracking down the fiend. What is that guy's name?
0: He's named after Orlando Bloom's character in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> of
1: course he is. Dylan McDermott's name in this is Al D'Andrea. Al. Al. Owl. Owl. So Clint's a Al. You know, all the time. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm going to try another Eastward.
0: Not you
1: me! God. That's not bad. I could say Owl like Eastwood, you know. John Hurd as Professor Ryger.
0: Oh, Rygar. Great. Great. Rygar. <laughs> they cut out the scene where he spins a giant spinning, burning disc at villains.
1: Alan Toy? Is that the wheelchair guy?
0: I like how you're... Do you think you're going to go to search on the internet? Does he leave sarcastically? Does Alan Toy begrudgingly get that phone number? The internet wants to know. Did that outburden mis- ain't that strong, Stiffy.
1: Did he make the wrong choice? I want to say. Is this something he regrets in his life? I don't know if it's Alan Toy or not, but let's just say it is. Does he think he still thinks about his? Why did they use that take? It was a total misread. I, my character does have the address. Why would he react that way? I think I got this. Anyway, I got some more zooms coming up. Don't worry. They show Malkovich what- in what has to be a real picture of him in a football jersey, like a- playing football. With, like, uh, long flowing hair. Did you notice this? Like, old pictures of malk Not
0: only did I notice this, I looked up the original photograph, mm. and there's a complimentary photograph of all the other players running away, disgusted.
1: Bit of a jock. Johnny Malk.
0: Steppenwolf, right? Yeah, Steppen- Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf Theater. Theater. Then, mm. uh, I'm not going to beat around the old bush, and he stepped mm. for wolf in this one. <laughs> heard they didn't get along. I heard, I heard he kept calling him Pack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he stepped for wolf. <laughs> so good, and uh, you know his partner in crime of the Steppenwolf Theater was right—a guy who once had no legs as well, Gary Sinise. In this, he um, was that one of the
0: mouth pieces. Shit,
1: <laughs> he's now in the Lieutenant Dan band, right or whatever they go. Yeah. Lieutenant is it Lieutenant Dan? So anyway, there's this scene where um, they actually, Clint's like, "You got to make a composite. We got to. Here's an old picture." Picture. We got to figure out what he looks like now. He's probably wearing a disguise, but you got to do all possibilities. And the computer tech at the, the the Secret Service Department, whatever, starts to do a weird thing with Makovich's face. There where is they this warping
0: sequence that
1: is tough to watch, and it's really bad. And then they warp it and they leave it finally where he looks like a werewolf. Give him all the hair. It looks
0: like they're designing his (coughs) NBA 2K3
1: character, you know? And then, so then Clint Eastwood has a picture, like a picture of, like, you know, a couple pictures of what Malkovich looks like. And he goes, as good as these are, they're not, they aren't as good or something as a real thing, right? Because I need, because they're, he needs to see that these eyes are dead. Anyway. Cut to the pictures he's holding, it's a picture of John Malkovich. Right. You know what I'm saying? It looks plump. Well, and John heard,
0: or somebody says, they have, a, they have a drawing. He says, well, it doesn't look like him, but that's the guy.
1: It looks like him. A... It looks like him. <laughs>
0: it's like, I see a face that looks like it should have a beard.
1: Yeah. That's my John um, heard. My
0: cleanest one
1: <laughs> and then Frank, he, whenever uh, Al tells Frank. Says I got nightmares, Frank. I can't do it anymore. And he goes, "Stop this cockamamie shit." Yeah, there's a running little joke about yeah. cockamamie. And he, Clint sort would of ask Dylan McDermott to um, to bring that word back. His generation needs to bring the word cockamamie back. And and uh, Dylan, he, he says, oh, I can't bring it back on Earth, but I might be able to make it some headway in hell, heaven or hell, whatever I get sent to tomorrow." Right, right. I might be able to take cockamamie up to heaven, see what the angels do with it.
0: Right, and then you see you see Saint Peter putting on his kicking shoes.
1: He kicks. He kicks to heaven. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah. If you, if you get to heaven and it's a mistake, or they decided you're not good enough, they just punch you to the to the to the depths.
0: His shoes are like Heimdall's sword, man. He just he kicks the daylights out of the the unwanted, you know. And the, the sweet thing is, he let he kicked him right past his house. So mm-hmm. as he was spiraling towards hell, he got to watch his kid not being pushed on the
1: swing. <sighs> so I have a couple questions else. about Dylan McDermott's uh, final moments in this film. So they 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 see Malkovich on the street. They get a beat on him, and uh, actually he, it's
0: he, McDermott that notices him,
1: and they He's see a pretty him pretty good and, cop. And they start running after him, start chasing him. Malkovich does some a couple insane like parkour stuff, or not really, but he fumbles over a fence and he starts climbing up like a a ladder on the side of a building. Why don't they shoot at him? I thought you know about I'm that myself.
0: They have many opportunities to just shoot him down.
1: Just because they don't they might not be him or something? They don't take a shot. Clint instead gets up there and then Dill McDermott breaks something and the steam comes out and he hurts himself. He burns himself in the
0: sad pipe.
1: And then he fumbles around on top of a garbage can for like what looks like a
0: minute. I, th- I thought it was pretty cool and he mumbled to himself, "Gotta get used to that intolerable heat."
1: Huh. Sorry, my chair is squeaky. You Hear it? Oh yeah. I- I'm actually. Squeaky.
0: I'm sitting on a brand new drum throne that's quiet for the first time because my chair always bothers me. on the show.
1: I need to get a new chair because it's too squeaky. That's that's ridiculous. I'm trying to get the zooms out. That's what. That's anyway, the toy said. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. Rooftop, Malk. He's jumping. He's jumping over building to building. He's doing crazy stuff. Frank can't really keep up, but he's trying. And the last time he does, Malk makes it from building to building, jumps. Clint hesitates but does it anyway, and then he, oh, no. He misses a little bit, and he's hanging for on for dear life. And Malkovich says, like, I'll help you. You know, grab, grab my hand. You won't die. I'll save you. Swings him, like Nick says, to the staircase. Dylan McDermott gets a beat on this guy. Freeze! And uh, he doesn't. Instead he pulls his gun and shoots Phil McDermott in the head, which somehow he survives and gets shot again. Maybe don't shoot him in the head. Maybe he can have a chest shot. The problem is
0: is that he gets pride gets him. He does what the the character that uh, in Game of Thrones, what you know, our boy Mm -hmm. did in Game of Thrones, yeah, when he knew he would you know, he had the beat on the mountain, he's like, Look at me, I did it and then he gets punished.
1: Super death, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is what sends him to hell for the vanity.
1: I was so mad when Pedro died in that show. I loved his character so much.
0: Anyway, yeah, so he dies. Eastwood doesn't really mourn him really. He's pissed he just uses it as a reason to be more pissed off at Malkovich.
1: But here's the thing, it this is all wrapping up and they're, you know, they're going to have God. They're getting to this thing. You know, Eastwood knows that this assassination is going to take place. and And they're trying to investigate the guest list of this event that the president's going to be at. And there's an amazing scene where he starts to pull it all together and he goes to Mulaney. He's like, did I get a fax? Like, I need the guest list so I can piece all this shit together. And I zoomed in, Nick, on this guest list. The most amazing names. I could not believe it. So he's looking. He's, like, scanning the names for something that sticks out. And he passes Mr. and Mrs. Tony Farta, F A R T A. And then underneath, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Frart. F R A R T.
0: I said, how about,
1: what? Back to back? Farta and Frart in this. <laughs> I could not believe my eyes. And then Harry Fater is there too. F A E T R. He almost got it. There was almost three of them. Doesn't matter. And then the next page, you got Martin Tickwald in there. You got Charles Tribanek. They're having fun, name fun with the names on this.
0: They should have had a, a small person. You know, like they have celebrity, small people that look like celebrities but are smaller.
1: Sure. How hard would it have been to have Pint Eastwood? Yeah, maybe there was somebody. That's another thing Clint. To do at the end of the show. Clint. What, what's Clint? What's Clint short for? Clinton. So his, you think he is actually Clinton Eastwood?
0: The only people I know named Clint—that's their real name. Know you
1: know two, people named Clint, huh? Two people named Clint. Clinton Eastwood Jr. You're right.
0: Josh Molina's character, Chavez.
1: Is that his name? They don't say it in the movie. They absolutely do. They do? And it's his like, last name then, Chavez. Yeah, but
0: that's not... Josh Molina <sighs> so, looks like a
1: Chavez. So Mal- Malkovich gets into this event, puts his stupid gun together, drops a bullet, but that's okay. He gets it back in there. And then the president is gonna about to come to his table, and Clint finally figures out who Malkovich is in the crowd he starts running for him which causes Malkovich to pull out the gun early I guess I mean he just pulls it out and Clint in just in the of time jumps in front of the bullet that was the big question here does he have what it takes Malkovich kept saying that to why would you th- risk your life why would you trade your life for this gigantic piece of shit president we have and um, Clint does he super saves the president they, they, they rush him out of there and Wolfgang decides to keep showing us them rushing him out of the building, <laughs> a like lot. over. Like they cut cut back to Clint. That's the only person you really care about is Clint and, and Malkovich. But they keep cutting back to the president getting into a limo, driving away. They stop at a steak and shake drive through. Like we don't need yep. to see all and that. They're rushing Wolfgang. him through
0: the through the steak and shake. <laughs> go to the bathroom. Then they go. They go to Arlington and they completely. Mm-hmm. Toppled McDermott's coffin.
1: I, I will give this to Gary Cole in his final scenes. It's like He hates Clint Eastwood, but he still lets them have that stupid list, the guest list.
0: That whole, him figuring out the uh, where the bank loan came from and all that is a awfully rushed last minute thing. Pretty boring, Because he's yeah. supposed to go to the airport to leave to go to San Diego, and then mm-hmm. he decides to solve everything in yeah. a very small amount of time. Where so Malkovich
1: takes... Uh, Eastwood hostage. None of the other Secret Service agents decide to shoot Malkovich for unknown reasons. He takes Clint Eastwood hostage, puts him in an elevator, and then the snipers can't see into the elevator because he knocked all the lights off in there. I don't know why they stay in the elevator. I think Malkovich could have kind of got off the elevator and got away. But anyway, so they have a big bunch of drama on this elevator, and Malkovich ends up falling out or kind of killing himself. And then Clint presses up, pushes uh, L for loser. On the <laughs> elevator panel, and they, he goes to the lobby. And it has the worst, one of maybe the worst lines. I don't. Maybe I like it, actually, though, to end this movie.
0: No, well, see, earlier in the film, there's a couple of times where people question his his motive for something. He goes, I know things about people. Right. It's like one of his go-tos. So at the end, him and Russo are sitting back at the Abe Lincoln Memorial, mm-hmm. which they didn't notice it has an ape's head now. And, and 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 he bets her. He gives her a bet on which pigeon's
1: gonna fly away. And then what does he say? I know things about pigeons, Lily. And I guess it's cute, actually. I have to say, man, it kind of grew on me since no, I wrote it down. To, that's a good
0: scene. And then and then um, they cut to the pigeons, and and they and the, one of them goes, "Which one has a stronger chin?"
1: Pigeon lands on her chin. And then the final final scene is he's they he finally they finally have huge sex. And Clint dies. His body can't take it. And, and he wakes up and, and,
0: and he sees uh, St. Peter lacing his shoe up. <laughs> okay, so look. Movie's over. We, we did a perfect job. You have to get a tattoo from uh,
1: in the line of fire on your body. What you doing? I mean, I feel like I need to pay tribute to Tobin at some point.
0: You should just get the word Ben on your toe. Kill it. Uh, mine Out of my asshole, I have a tattoo coming out. My the whole back of my thigh is has been blacked out. It's all black, around the all the way from the ass to the like to my bottom of my leg, basically. Sure. But I have a beam of light coming right out of the hole, you know, an area that's not black, and it's illuminating a little circle where Clint Eastwood is playing the piano. Oh. It's really kind like of poignant. It. It's very you know kind of a cabaret kind of thing where he's basking in the glow of my asshole playing a sweet ass jazz standard
1: might ever ask you a question of what tattoo artists you're going to find that might be interested in such a work
0: these are professionals they do this kind of shit every day
1: i'm not sure
0: no absolutely there are people that They're, get all the nice spots
1: taken tattooing care of. seriously oh yeah people mm-hmm. are illustrated head to tail I'm getting Dylan McDermott in the big coat on my shoulder. I'm gonna get McDermott tattooed. I don't think there's too many out there. I don't know. I like to have something unique. But you're gonna like. Oh, you mean that big leather jacket he was gonna wear, or he's wearing in the movie? No, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna put him in the uh, the big. Um, what's the guy from the Talking Heads? David Byrne. David Byrne. I'm putting him in the big David Byrne Talking Heads coat from.
0: Stop making sense.
1: Stop making sense. What do you think?
0: Could you have? Could he have a halo over his head so we know that he's He's made it.
1: And underneath it says, you may ask yourself how I survived a headshot to get shot again <laughs> and in the line of fire. You may ask yourself, did I go to heaven or hell after yeah. my scene on the rooftop?
0: Look, movie's over, credits are roll, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. What you got? Dylan uh, McDermott's uh, widow uh, answers the doorbell, FedEx shows up. Mm-hmm. And the kid's sitting at the kitchen table playing with crayons. And uh, a beautiful package arrives my condolences. And she's like, Frank Horgan finally did it. And then she looks at "Like our condolences from Microspan. <laughs> and the house goes up. <laughs> is that what happens? Yeah. Goes up, huh?
1: Yeah. Mine is the, all of a sudden the there's little kid a, yeah.
0: looks up from his crayon, and sees St. Peter putting them boots on.
1: There's a bunch of, uh, uh Malkovich, Malkovich's funeral is like, well attended. Like his, and uh clint's there and he's like you know i i always pays respects you know i was supposed to save him i didn't you know he needs i didn't he died on my watch even though he was a scumbag and i still i wish he wasn't dead so he's at the funeral kind of paying his respects to this assassin and he looks over and gives like a what and there's like a group of three young like late teens early 20 kids and they're not an appropriate Funeral, wear, funeral wear—they really stick out. They look like they're super styled, you know, back in that '90s. Like they just look like super stylish and, ele- you know, not just cool. And Clint's like, you know, his his like detective. He's like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And this guy, he's like, "Who are those? Who are those guys?" So the the person next to him. Oh, those are the Wet Boys. And he's like, "What?" Yeah, that's. It turns out that Makovich was in a a pop group called the Wet Boys, and they're here. They're he's dead, like they're missing a member, and you're, you ask yourself, how could he be, he's like so much older than them, but no, his dis- one of his disguises was a young teen, like late teenager, early 20s.
0: Yeah, he was the soprano in this barbershop quartet, kill the president, kill the president, kill the
1: president! No, I mean, they had, they had and they were somewhat popular, and Clint, he's got a, bun- like a bunch of people hating him now, because some of these, you know, teenagers' favorite group is now missing a member. The white boys. But he was a scumbag, now it doesn't matter. He's a, a voice of an angel. Killing that. Let me just check that one off. Tattoo, done, killed it. Speaking of voice of an angel. Freedom.
0: So you've been given the budget to have your own sequel
1: to yeah. in The Line of Fire, man. How are you going to spend I got a hard-earned? I got a good one on this. All right. So, Clint, at the end of the movie, they're like, you, you're retired. Like, you, why are you retiring? That's what the reporters are asking him. And he's like, you know, it's just, basically, he's too old for this shit. And, you know, at one point, Renee Russo says her job gets in the way for relationships And and he's like, I'll retire for you. I don't... Like, if we get to have sex once, I'm out. I'm Mm -hmm. out of here. I'm turning my resignation in. So in the sequel, he's no longer a Secret Service agent, but he's doing what Kevin Costner did in The Bodyguard. And he is the bodyguard to a very popular, not singer like that movie, but an actress. This one's called In the Line of Pfeiffer. And so... And it's just about him... And Michelle Pfeiffer, and there's like a threat in her life, and he's protecting her, but he's also flirting up a storm, if you feel me. Renee mm-hmm. Roos jealous. She's still in the picture, but she doesn't like this. Pfeiffer's all got daddy issues in this, so she's interested. She also got grandpa issues and great grandpa issues, so she's super interested. What do you think? It's good. She's in got a stutter.
0: She's got a stutter. because goes, You want it? She goes, I want the DD. Her <laughs> sister shows up, and they make out.
1: I originally was going to make DD Pfeiffer be a part of this, <laughs> and I forgot. But thanks for bringing her in. So
0: mine uh, takes place many years after this. Eastwood's in his 90s, living in a nice little house with Rene Russo's character. The the, the magic is a little gone. The relationship's gotten a little stagnant. Mm-hmm. Knock, knock, knock at the door. There's a FedEx truck outside. Goes to it. Answers the door. There's a package. And you're like, oh, fuck. Not from Microspan. No, it's from Get Roman. He gets a huge rager from these pills that he got and he is obliterating her across the city just she's exhausted and she she clicks the tv on and turns away he's like i don't know so he's walking around the campus of the white house with this giant erection just mumbling to himself cursing up a storm the current president who he did not vote for is doing a speech out there and god damn it another gunman tries to kill that president oh no and his hard dick blocks those
1: bullets. Wow, that's amazing. Get room. That's What a commercial for them, yeah, huh? Yeah,
0: and, and he is once again in the spotlight for saving yeah. the president's life, putting his giant rod.
1: They bounce off of him, or do they get just, they totally destroy the D? No, those pills made him great.
0: He is just. That's amazing. Yeah, bats those bullets right back at the guy with his super dong. Look, you've been given the finance to have your own business associated with uh, Line of Fire. Hey, spend that escrow.
1: I mean, 100%, I'm going to open a chain of old Ebbett grills, right? 100%. And then they're going to have pianos, one of those player pianos. That's the trademark, right? It's like we have that in the middle, and we have an animatronic Clint Eastwood playing, tickling those ivories and just playing, like, you know, piano versions of, like, All-Star by Smash Mouth and, you know, just all the hits. Clint there. And then what we do, what's funny, I think everybody likes, is whenever there's, like, a new... I knew, like, a pop song um, would make him play.
0: Too sexy for their shirt.
1: <laughs> he, his little animatronic face gets a frown. Like, he doesn't want to be playing it, but he has to, you know. What do you think?
0: Uh, it's fantastic.
1: He put the old and old Epic Grill, by the way, Clint. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was just Epic grilled before he walked in. It's
0: like a Charles E. Cheese, but with Clint, huh?
1: Traveler wants to work the ropes.
0: So I've got a uh, clothing accessory that I've built, branded in the line of fire, of course, uh, that people can buy, and they put it on in the morning. And basically, there's a little, um, a little button, a little hatch, a little button you press, if you want everything to come off in sequence. Okay. So you press the button, and your belt comes off, and your wallet, kind of your, your keys fall out. You know, your comb falls out of your back pocket loose change falls out as you're walking it, mm-hmm. the tie flies off your, your you know your collar pops and the buttons fly out and your watch sure. comes off and then your your shirt and your pants and your socks and shoes and you're and you're naked at the end of it so you can de-robe just like them without all the hard work so just
1: pops see. off one thing at a time
0: yeah it's a chain reaction of clothing removal
1: well, like i mean this is actually not a bad idea nick yeah, yeah, you press a button. I mean, the only thing that would happen is if it's by accident. You should do something. We press a button, then you have to put put a code in. No, no, and no, then no. they all come off. Uh,
0: if you're if you're in, in you want to be spontaneous. You want yeah, I mean, to. Yeah, but no, you don't want to
1: be at Hardee's or something, you, and all of a sudden your clothes you, blast off at you. You absolutely
0: you. do want that.
1: Can you can you stop it? Like once it begins, can you stop no, it from happening? No, and
0: actually, there's a we got sued in the first week because a guy was yeah. skydiving. Oh no.
1: And so what do you do? How does it know? What Do you have like the, the, everything on you? There are microcharges.
0: You have to place microcharges in all of your stuff.
1: <laughs> everything you... <laughs> and it's up to the user, huh? Yeah. So if you get a new belt, you have to apply And how much are the microcharges?
0: They're very cheap. You buy them by the million. And if you... A, let a me shipping ask you container this.
1: shows up at your house at the beginning of every year. Let's say I want to donate my shirt. To goodwill, and then let's say uh, I'm out, and I just dis- I gotta disrobe. Does it my does it have enough power? Does it then pop that shirt off of somebody too, like uh, that far away, or does it? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, eventually, does it make sense.
0: You actually have to, yeah, you have to. There's gonna be a few burn marks, and when it gets to goodwill, I mean, it's gonna happen. Oh, it
1: hurts to get this popped off of you. It's the small. It's hurt?
0: a it's a small explosion. It's like a squib going yeah. off, sort of. I mean, nothing that's sure. gonna ruin your day too much. When you show up at the bed with with nothing on. Just a, a series of small burn wounds.
1: He's got I one mean, sock on because you forgot to update your sock with the microcharge. Like, yeah, fuck,
0: I put the breakaway pants up. people out of business though. It's pretty badass. Look, you're in the movie. You've been inserted into the running time of In the Line of Fire. What shape does your performance take? I mean,
1: 100. I'm in. I'm a Wet Boys fan. You know, what I'm saying 100. I have all their albums. My 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 go-to guy, my most relatable member is Mount is John Malkovich his right. character. Yeah, and so I'm just crestfallen that he's done, that he's that he's took the plunge. It's just a talent cut down too soon. So I'm a super, I'm a wet boy super fan. Also dig assassins too. It's just perfect worlds for me. I'm Sanford Riggs Jr. the 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 guy that's the big connector, right? That connects Makovic to the, this yeah, event.
0: The, the guy that helps get all the sponsors in the, in the, the uh, deep thing. pockets. The guy, yeah. Ten thousand dollar, yeah. Plate dinner.
1: You're I'm Sanford Ju- Riggs Jr.
0: I'm his son, yeah. Who is a week away from inheriting the company, and I've already planned out my future. I've got, I've got my lady on the hook. I've got, you know, my first few houses planned. Everything's like lined up right. And then uh, my father lets an assassin into the uh, president.
1: <laughs> Perfect and wording.
0: Look, you got to incorporate something from In the Line of Fire into your everyday life, a mantra, ritual, routine. What would you, what would you do?
1: Hundred percent. I, you know, when you get colds. Like, I just feel like absolute shit. I hate having colds and it just feels miserable. Clint! You're the one. He's got the nasal drip, but he still looks really cool and, like, serious and just, like, the cold, how dare it, you know, get in his body, but he'll deal with it. He'll go to work. And, you know, he's a little sweaty, but it's not that bad. I'm going to deal with a cold like Clint Eastwood deals with it. And just stay cool, calm, tough. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Pretty bad. Tough it end. out. Tough it out like Clint. Every once in a while, I'll walk into the pantry and cry and get pissed and kind of lose my cool fall to my knees why me but you know when I come out just get that over with and just present present Clint either that or change my last name to Farta
0: (laughs) there's a line that Clint Eastwood says in this that I'm going to incorporate into my daily life a lot of people pray before they eat I don't but I say this line before I eat you have a rendezvous with my ass motherfucker
1: (laughs) you're going to say that to like uh, a turkey sandwich yeah fair enough yeah. It's true.
0: But I'm, uh, you know, I'm watching the guy whip the uh, pl- the cone around the uh, cotton candy machine, waiting for my turn. He hands it to me. Hand him a two dollar, uh, you know, two dollars, and I whisper that to it. And he's, whew, I'm quitting. This car- I'm, th- I'm
1: quitting this carny. But you just whispered to the food.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I tell yeah. the food. Yeah.
1: You tell. You talk to food.
0: I talk to food, and, I, and my track record is 100. <laughs> percent
1: I just like to see it. Yeah, you know, like I said, we just spent some time together this weekend, and we did eat. Did we eat? We did yeah. eat once. Did you talk to your food? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm racking my brain. Did you no, talk cause to your I didn't, food? because I didn't
0: watch the movie until we got back.
1: Yeah, but you still, you did, you did say something to it, right? You did? Yeah, I
0: think I did.
1: Yeah, you did talk to something. You didn't pray. You yeah. said something. I can't remember what. what you said.
0: I like to animate my food. I like to punch it. I like to do stuff like that. Look, you're on an island. You've been on all these many years gathering debris from various films, and now it's time to take something to your place from In the Line of Fire. What you bringing, man?
1: Bring. I'm taking that guest list for hundred <laughs> percent. Like taking the guest list, and you're just gonna see me under a coconut tree, giggling, looking at this list. Is that the two pages? And you're gonna like, what? You got your your gigantic binoculars? You're looking at me. I'm like la- belly laughing because I I just keep saying over and over again, Florida. Like I just so funny to me, you know. Yeah. Frart! La- <laughs> tears in my eyes, is laughing.
0: It, endeared, yeah. it endears the film to me knowing that they put that in there.
1: So I've never seen, I've never seen either of those last names, especially not Frart.
0: The uh, property master, uh, it was bring your four-year-old son to work day. He's like, why don't you name some of these patrons? <laughs> and that's why Agent Boob comes up to Cole at the end of the <laughs> film and says, I think we have a problem. Well, I'm taking the the most important thing. I'm taking Malkovich's checkbook.
1: Oh wow, yeah, yeah.
0: It's the longest checks I've seen in quite some time. He writes a long check. You could say a lot of things about Mitch. He writes a long check.
1: Sing it. So yeah.
0: what I'll do is I'll go on my island and I'll be write like I'll like write a personal check to a conch and hand it you know put sure, it on top sure. of it. Uh, I'll pay some hush money to a coconut. You know, I will write frivolous checks, fold them into twenty thousand dollar airplanes, and just toss them at sandpipers. And I'm just, uh, and I'm keeping the ledger of every transaction just in case you know, an agent shows. But man, you you see me on that island, and you're like, he is bad with money because I am paying. I, I actually net a shrimp and drag it out of its home, and force some dirt money at it. It's like, mm. you know, and I, and I always write something cute in the four sure. section of the check. Yeah, you have to.
1: Yeah, you yeah, have like, to. Like,
0: like a vein of shit, and I, I give it to the shrimp. Vein of shit, and he takes that back to the sea. And then how, by the way, how
1: does it take it back to the sea? Shrimps
0: and one of its swimmerettes. swimmerets
1: yeah. get stuck on it. Do you like slide it under one and of there's its? There's like little...
0: little tiny, little tiny graspers, and I make sure he holds on. to Fair them. enough. Writing checks to the sea, right? You know, I I actually and I'll put some in a bottle and I'll address it to Poseidon. Hopefully, you know, at some point it's going to make its way to him.
1: Sending out a microspan check. Sending out a microspan check. Is that yeah. how that song goes?
0: You may ask yourself, why is it shrimp? <laughs> getting paid.